Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today's episode is brought to you in partnership with Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to see what the hype was all about. Now, I literally can't miss a day. It's the first thing I put in my body every single morning. As someone who suffers from IBS, AG1 has completely improved my gut health and allows me to have sustained energy throughout the day. And since I'm always on the go, the travel packs make it so easy to stay consistent wherever I am. Love it. I've personally been taking AG1 for a while. And as someone who lacked a multivitamin routine, AG1 has been the perfect product to mix into my morning routine. Truthfully, I was a skeptic at first as I'm with most supplements and vitamins, but I've felt noticeably better at the start of morning workouts and definitely have seen an improvement in my digestive health. I tend to mix my AG1 with two tablespoons of lemon juice and coconut water, and it's delicious. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash STW. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash STW to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by Trent Ward, CEO and founder of Form Life, a connected fitness company combining a mirror-like display with the strength training elements of Tonal. Trent came up with the idea for the machine when he realized firsthand that his busy lifestyle made it hard to get to the gym, so he wanted to craft a complete at-home fitness studio. We talked to Trent about the at-home fitness space, one-on-one coaching, and the future of fitness. Trent, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rachel. Great to be here. Um, so for our listeners, I'd love to understand a little bit about Form. Can you tell us about the product and and how you started it? Uh, definitely. So um, Form uh, is a personal training company, and we have connected hardware in the traditional sense of, I think, what other people would know of in the industry. And then uh, we have live one-to-one personal training. And, um, uh, you know, I think, regardless of which product or service you're buying, this is all about personal training and getting stronger and, and, um, you know, feeling better, um, usually in the comfort of your home, but travels with you as well. Uh, it is a, um, a product and a company that started, uh, pre pandemic. I was one of the first working from home, started working out from home. Uh, this is 2016. Um, and I was seeing a trainer. So I kind of had all the analog things going on and I was like, how do we digitize this? And, um, and I think the, it started off with connected hardware. Um, so how do I have a, how do I have a digital weight machine? Um, in effect, it was, how do I make weight training more consumable? Um, now was make it look nice, have it fit into the home, have measurement. Um, and you know, that was, I think the original product during the pandemic, I saw the opportunity to add personal training. Um, you know, it was something where, 
it is an expensive service. It was in a gym. Um, you know, I had used one and loved it, but I hadn't appreciated, you know, how expensive it was when it went through a gym because I was contracted with someone directly. Uh, and I didn't think there was going to be a behavioral switch, right? I didn't think we could convince people that they could do it at home. And I think once they all, once all these consumers started doing it, not by choice, um, that was helpful. But the real thing was how sustainable and life-changing it was for a trainer to not have to wait around in a gym, right? And to kind of spend the, the non-peak time at home with their kids or doing what they want and, and, and not having to live in a, um, an expensive place, right? So I think a lot of this stuff has come together and, and, and here we are in 2022. And um, I, I think everything's, I'd say, come back uh, full circle to having a personal trainer when you want it, where you want it, um, whether it's at home or when you travel. Yeah. So the connected fitness piece, I think is super interesting. And, and we haven't actually had anyone on in the connected fitness space um, yet on the podcast. And I'm wondering your take, obviously as the CEO of form life, like you created this company, it's here to stay. How do you see the company transitioning out of this pandemic life where a lot of people were forced to work out at home? Now that gyms are reopened, what do you see changing with form? How are you changing customer perception, et cetera? I mean, I think everyone's been curious of, of, of what the world's going to look like and, and all of the data and research is saying that it's going to be a combination, right? It's going to be hybrid. Um, gym visits are down in some respects, depending on how you measure it, and they're up in other respects, whether we're talking about frequency or participation um, at home, um, but down off its peaks. Um, so it is a combination. And I think that that's, um, that makes sense, right? You know, sometimes I'm optimizing for efficiency and convenience, and sometimes I'm optimizing for experience. And, uh, and so I think any that people can fit fitness in their life is great, right? And, um, and I think at home is still the most convenient for certain populations you know i live in los angeles traffic is not fun i like to work out five or six o'clock that's probably the wrong time to get in a car probably the wrong time to go to a gym um you know for me at home is great my wife um my wife and i just had a, a, a baby she loves it um because of the flexibility so for our lifestyle um it really matters that being said when she gets time off she does go down the street to the pilates studio and 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 she loves it so i i think there's all types um and for especially people that own homes and have lots of things in their life like kids and and spouses or partners and um and don't necessarily live near stuff at home kind of becomes a no-brainer um but it's a mixture so um i i would say that uh connected fitness is here to stay it's it's a great category um not so much the mania of covid uh but and still open questions on how big the category is um, on a long-term view. It's a big category and it's an exciting category. Just a question of what's the path to get there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think there's so much untapped potential too in the connected fitness space, especially as it relates to it gyms, you know, do, do gyms start to adopt connected fitness as a way to attract more people? I certainly know some gyms that already have, like Pelotons or pieces of connected fitness in, in the gyms. Um, I want to take one step back and understand a little bit about the machine. So form is super interesting in the fact that you guys have like this almost like build your own machine on your website and there's like different components to it. Um, 
Can you walk us through like what the basic is and then how people can add on from there? Totally. So um, we have uh, two pieces of hardware. Um, one's called the studio and one is the lift. Um, the studio on its own is a, um, a, a gorgeous mirror when it's off and when it's on, it's a 4K, 43 inch display, um, similar to other fitness mirrors that you see in the space um, in, in terms of its function. And that can be combined with uh, uh, what we call the lift, which is resistance in a box in effect, right? So digital weight, um, it's motorized resistance uh, and the two combined, are, it's called a studio lift. Um, you can add it up front, you can add it later. Um, it's modular, um, you know, the, there are different use cases for all of it. You know, a number of our customers have gyms in their house and they just use the studio even though they lift weights because they already have a bunch of stuff and they use the studio primarily to, to connect with their trainer um, live one-to-one. -one. Um, we have a ballet bar as well that can be combined with either of them. Um, so, you know, in the sense that fitness is personal and everyone wants sort of different things, um, you know, the relationship is really you and your coach whether it's on-demand content as a coach um, or you live with someone um, that's through a screen and we actually do it through an iPad as well. Um, so everything is, I say mix and match or modular or personalized, whatever fits for your life. Um, and that ends up putting us in the, in the market with strength machines, in the market with fitness mirrors, in the market with, with virtual coaching. Um, but I think ultimately it's, how do you find what works for you in your life? Yeah. So I know your newest, the newest feature is the, the live coaching. Um, and by newest, I mean like since inception of the company, uh, I'm just so I understand it. Am I able to like live coach with like my trainer that doesn't have a forum life or is this a coach on forum life that I like get matched with through a series of questionnaires? So you would get matched with a with a with a, a coach or a trainer through a series of questionnaires. Um, we have um, quite a few uh, trainers on staff, um, different time zones, everything. We can kind of find what works for you. Um, they all have uh, what we refer to a, a trainer suite. So we give them software to run their business, which is largely an iPad and, and software uh, scheduling, programming, whatnot, um, and you know, some of those trainers, they only train on form and other times those trainers have, um, the clients that they see on a regular basis at 8am, 9am. And then as they start to end up into non-peak times, 11am, for example, on the East coast, it's 8am in California. And so the thing we found was most of us want to work out at the same time, right? Peak times, you know, morning, evening, lo and behold, it's right. Same thing like with restaurants. We all want to sit down at 8pm, um, on Friday night, <laughs> And, and you also want someone good because you're spending a lot of money. Um, the only way to kind of create more good people at the right times is by getting them in different time zones. Um, and so that was our way of how do you get a really high quality coach that you couldn't find? And likewise, how do you, how does a coach fill out the rest of their schedule, right? Because, you know, one of the struggles with being a trainer is you have to work a very, very long day to get enough sessions in a day um, to be able to pay rent and, and all of that. And so the ability to live where you want and train kind of a more condensed schedule um, really changed quality of life for trainers, um, but also allowed us to unlock for members 
best in class trainers that they couldn't otherwise find. Um, but this is very much um, a relationship, right? You're, you know, the best way to make progress in any fitness goals is to have a consistent plan and have accountability and all of this other stuff. Um, it's not sort of a, oh, I want to have a live session today. Let me click a button and get someone random. Um, which some of the platforms have that. I've, I've never really um, thought that kind of the Uber for trainer model works, right? So much of this is about a relationship and someone that's, you know, you count on and, um, uh, you know, so how do we, how do we kind of connect that more? Yeah, I love that what you just mentioned. I actually have never thought about it from the trainer perspective. I used to teach fitness classes at Equinox in San Francisco, and I was just like a group fitness instructor, but I would always see all of the like personal trainers, you know, slaving away. And then there would be like the gap at like 11 to 1 p.m. where they're all like either trying to fill their schedule with random clients or just eating lunch or walking the floor or whatever, whatever they're doing. And I kind of never thought of it from that perspective, like what can they do in those hours, either in other time zones where it's actually like other times that people are actually training. Um, so you guys are kind of working it from both angles, not only the customer perspective, but being a super attractive company that trainers want to work at is what I'm hearing. So, totally. I mean, like, to be honest, it's, it, um, the population that saw the biggest change in quality of life is the trainer population, right? This is you, I, we have a vision to reform a labor market here. I mean, um, you know, I'm very passionate about trainers. I think they're phenomenal people. They've dedicated their lives to helping others. They really enjoy it. They love to see their clients make progress, but it's a really tough life, right? And you know, the traditional path for a trainer is they work at a gym, like the one you, you did and they gain, knowledge skills and there's demand you know or lead gen or kind of there's a consolidation demand and they pick up some clients um but after a while like it's a really hard life you know and those 11 to 1 or those hours when they're kind of waiting around for another client would be great hours to be at home as opposed to on a gym floor um and so certainly at, at like those income levels um or for most income levels Childcare costs are impressive. If you can be home uh, instead of having to pay for that, if you if you've you know especially for women who have had who were trainers and have had children and have moved out of the workforce because they can't be on the gym floor, picking up on demand work largely or virtual work that's highly paid um, in what they do and 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 certainly is you know I, I can tell you any mother's much better coach than kind of before and after given how much they, they have to go through in terms of raising kids and, and, and in terms of patience and empathy and all that. So, you know, all of these things get solved with this type of system. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, so I want to know why, like why form, how form is different. In fact, so we saw such an uproar of connected fitness in the pandemic, I mean, SoulCycle launched a bike. We have Peloton. Peloton just launched the rower. We have Hydro Row. We have Tonal. We have Mirror. Um, and I and I know a lot of the differences, but can we talk through some of like the major differences of why form is different and how you guys differ? T totally right. So I mean, from a spec perspective, um, I find it's easiest to sort of say we're talking about the studio or we're talking about the lift. Is they're different competitive sets and yeah. Um, when we talk about the studio, um, there are a lot of other fitness mirrors out there. You know, some mirror, which is now called Lululemon Studio. Um, uh, 
certain you know it's one of the least expensive most widely available lots of content they're they're you know they've done a great job picking up a bunch of uh nice um boutiques recently it's a boutique fitness um tv right it's, a, it's not a touch screen it's uh 1080 resolution and um but it's widely available and um and has a great you know brand name right because it kind of got out there and, and and marketed a lot um relative to that we have a slightly bigger screen much higher resolution it's touch screen um and then i think really the the focus on design right our first piece of press was an architectural digest it was designed by behar it's a it's a I'd say, you know, maybe it's personal opinion, <laughs> nicer looking. Um, but I think the other real thing is, is when you look at what Mirror does or what a lot of other companies do, there's this um, kind of on-demand or streaming content um, you know, variety pack. Um, and, and we have that as well, but this is much more about personal training and content being supplementary to that, to add flexibility and add variety and to help other people in the home. Um, but we care much more about personal training, right? So this is, this is a higher end product. Um, it, it's, um, and it's designed for a different population to some extent. I think, you know, um, uh, a lot of the fitness mirrors, um, are marketed as look how small and cute it is. And it fits into your apartment. Um, and, and that's great. Like that fits a user. Um, I've always struggled with, uh, what's the difference between your computer and your iPad and your TV and as other screens in your house, like what's the substance that you have of why you need this? Um, you know, from our perspective, super wide angle cameras, um, other elements that enhance the training, uh, experience, um, that give a, a consistent experience, both to the trainer in terms of what they see as well as, um, uh, what the, what the customer sees. So, you know, I'd say that's a slight difference in function, but, you know, depends what, what, what altitude we're talking. Um, so simplistically higher resolution, more premium, um, and touchscreen. Um, the, when we talk about lift, um, you know, tonal is the most direct comp. Um, there's a bunch of other motorized resistance players out there in terms of, uh, boxes or other things. Um, uh, but you know, relative to tonal, um, two arms, you know, model after dual arm cable machine, pretty similar. We have a 43 inch screen. They have a 24. Again, 4K resolution relative to 20 to 1080. And I'm not a, I wouldn't say I'm a tech spec person. You know, resolution is kind of this slightly esoteric thing. It looks lifelike versus it doesn't, right? Like, it, you know, so um, that was a real focus for us is the human connection matters. Um, even if you're watching on demand content, like how does this feel human? And, and so one of the, one of the things that we find we hear a lot is when you have a screen that big, the the trainer's head is about the same size as yours, right? It looks like a real person. It's super lifelike. It doesn't feel like you're watching a screen. So um, I think that is one thing. Um, but across the board, the 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 head and shoulders difference is we're connecting you with one of, you know one of the highest quality personal trainers in in the world who's been trained the best gyms um uh and this is where they want to have their career right and so um we are the most premium product out there um and you see that with our partnerships and where we are as well um you know i think we we would hope to bring personal training down to lower 
pricing and help more people. And it's kind of like the, the Tesla aspect where you have to start high and build it out and bring it down. Probably because with personal training, quality matters more than anything. Like you don't ask for the cheap doctor. You want the best yeah. doctor, right? Yeah. Like you don't. You, if you're paying you for ask. personal training, like if someone can afford to pay for personal training, they want their ass cooked and they want a good trainer. They're not like, oh, I'm going to pay $20 for a personal trainer and expect them to be able to like get me in good shape. At least that's how I like how I see it. If, if you can afford to pay for it, you're going to pay for it. But it's also it's more how you choose to spend your money when it goes into your body. Like, Do you ever like search for sushi on sale? And no, like it's it, when it goes in your body or taking care of your health, you actually want the highest quality. Um, yeah. And so that's the most important thing. Um, so it's it fitness looks more like healthcare in terms of value-based services than it does like entertainment, which is like the lowest common denominator, lowest price, biggest market. Right. right? And I think if you if you talk, if you see how Peloton talks about their business, it's a media business and talks about this. And you know, they it's a great product and a great company they and they talk about how often their devices are used they don't make any more money when the bikes are used more often there's a great value for the consumer but ultimately it's a revenue model that's based only on volume of users and and fitness is a small market and that's why you kind of run into some of the problems you run into right whereas entertainment netflix etc has an order of magnitude greater number of subscribers Right. Great for both. Right. So di different business models, right. As, as well. Um, you know, we kind of have a volume lever and a price lever, whereas I think all the other connected fitness players largely have a volume lever in terms of fixed price. Right. Um, That's a really interesting way to put it. And when you add in this component of personal training, there's also like an element where people can continue to add on, you know, like if I wanted a personal trainer four days a week, like I, I could do that. Um, and it's going into the pocket of like, you know what I mean? So the revenue. It's going mostly into, so I, I, I'm proud to say it's mostly going to the pocket of the trainer. Okay. Um, either I, either I, way, I, but, I, but, it, but I'm, there, there is a, a correlation between use. And as you mentioned, like Peloton does not make any more money if I ride my bike four times a day than if I do one time a day. Which is part of the value proposition there, but it's hard to run a business like that. Totally, um, totally. Without, I mean, it's, um, it, it, it's a business model that works if you assume you're going to have tens of millions of users. Totally, totally. So connected fitness equipment, I think is such an interesting, I guess, player or field or space because there's so many components to it. You have the content, the actual people like doing the classes and your personal trainers. You have the pieces of hardware, the actual like arms and the cables and the resistance. Um, you have marketing, you have all these different things, you have sales. What do you think is like that key driver? And I obviously know it's a, a combination and a secret sauce, but like, what do you think is the, probably the most important piece of a successful connected fitness piece of equipment at the end of the day? I mean, the, the, the answer is a good, a, a good experience for the member and, and everything goes into that. Um, it's, it's not dissimilar to hospitality, you know, so the restaurant or the hotel, well, what was good about it? You know, the food, the lighting, how the staff was, like how you felt when you went in, why you booked that place, you know, they, these are complicated business models and you kind of need it all to work. Um, 
I think we have to boil it down. The reality is results are matter. I mean, fitness has a, um, as an industry has a very poor, um, follow through on the promises that are made, right. Or, or the, the right when consumers buy something and they expect something, they often don't get it. Now it's because there's a lot of user error and other things and, you know, but the closer you can link a consumer's effort to the outcome, the more value you create. And I don't think there's anything better than having a coach, right. And I don't think there's anything better than, and, and one of the, one of the main aspects of fitness is having consistency at home makes it easier to be more consistent. So it's like when you, when you start to like pick it down to like, how do you get to the best results, accountability, motivation, expert guidance at the, at the home that fits in your life from a convenience perspective at a more affordable price. Right. And so I think you actually need all of these things to really drive those outcomes. Um, and that, so that's what matters. Now people want to put nice things in their house. So, hey, the hardware kind of matters and people want it to show up on time. So logistics matters. And, you know, so like it, everything matters, uh, which I, which is one of the challenges in this industry is you need a lot of people. They're complex businesses. Um, when you have a startup, adding complexity scales the, the difficulty and the challenge. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's like the perfect mix of everything. Um, I want to touch on the, the content itself, because um, I do think content is like king in a lot of these pieces of equipment, because I think similar to like a restaurant, you might not necessarily remember like if the tablecloth was white or if it was like lace, but you're going to remember if your steak was like raw or if it was like perfectly cooked. Um, and I think in fitness, like I remember when I get like my ass kicked and I'm like, oh my God, that coach was like amazing or that workout was unreal. But like, I won't remember if the studio was necessarily like that beautiful or something. So I'm wondering, what are you guys doing to attract like the best talent? And how how are you going about that? So choosing to locate in Los Angeles was kind of the, the, <laughs> the insight. Um, I mean, not only go where, it, let me go where the best people are, but <laughs> where the no, talent is, right? So, yeah. you know, our, our engineering teams, mostly in San Francisco or the Bay area, our content team and marketing and branding are all in Los Angeles. Um, so, you know, yes, go where the talent is. Um, there are, um, there, and, and look, there's, there's plenty of people who are, um, who are stars there, want to be stars, um, I think it was important for us. I always think of this like it's an adult product. Um, and, you know, having a tropish person playing a, a role is kind of a turnoff for me. Like, like I want to see a real person. Um, you know, I, I think putting just very pretty young fit people is, is wrong, right? Like it needs to be representative. Um, they should be attractive. Like, you know, we all, we all like to look at, but like, I think it's important for, for members to see people that is our representative um, and who are real. Um, and so um, I think that's your personality come through and we think about it, like what's, what are you optimizing for? It's, it's largely likability. Um, you know, they need to have a, a, a sufficient level of skill um, and it needs to be correct, but you can put an Olympian up there. doesn't mean it's good. Right. Yeah. Um, and you see that with, with some of the, you know, when you, when you put a, a very well-known athlete out there 
it's not the best content. <laughs> like it's just a different skill set. I mean, you think about so you were a group fitness instructor and um what made you good, right? And um I'm assuming you're good, but uh you know, <laughs> what yeah, made that, you you're you're assuming I was good. <laughs> um, but no, it, you know, you think about it, it's like, can you connect with people, right? Like it ultimately is it a human thing and and I think if you're if your instructors are not authentic, it comes through. Um, so part of it's stylistic from that perspective. Um, part of it's um, being very clear with the words you're using and how you're communicating and, and not, you know, I, one of the worst feelings is feeling like you don't know what you're doing is it when you're trying to follow along, like it gets very frustrating that it makes you quit and other stuff. So communicating the right way, verbal cueing is very different. You, one of the things you find is you put athletes up there and you'll hear them repeat come on, you can do it like 50 times because it's, 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 it's what they have. They're not articulate about kind of what they're saying and how they're talking it through in the same way, listening to someone speak and, you know, having a good story told versus not a good story. So it, it's, it's that, I mean, it's not dissimilar to you. Have, why do you want to, why do you want to hang out with someone or not? Um, yeah. So it's that um, it's not, it's not a specific look. It's not specific anything. It's more just lots of trial and error um and finding people that are I think real and authentic um that comes through yeah I love that I think it's so true because at the end of the day I mean as you mentioned your your machine is is massive like your machine is the size of a human and so people want to be able to like feel as if they're in a room you know with someone that they could get along with or whatnot um but I do think content having you're so right being able to connect with someone on a piece of machinery is so different than like being a professional athlete where you're just you know doing the damn thing and doing doing your sport um I'm wondering what you guys are doing at form to connect with customers beyond the machine like do you guys have you know a heavy cadence of newsletters of blog posts like how are you educating consumers beyond the machine so every um uh every member um has a, a fitness concierge so they have a live person they talk to and connect with um so a lot of it's about that and kind of personalization um there are there are emails to go out and newsletters and everything but there's also a lot of that stuff um you know and i have a long list of things i should be reading or i want to read that i never get to um so you know there's that um for us, it's, it is more what's your relationship with your coach or your fitness concierge, depending on kind of where you are. Um, I think the um, the communal group fitness movement is not the only way. Um, you know, uh, a lot of my goals are my personal goals, and I'm more interested in how do we how do I reach those, and um, I'm less interested in having a communal experience. I, for me, working out is a slightly more you know meditative me time you know i don't want to talk to, to people i don't i'm not interested in high-fiving and you know it, but hey that for other people is different so i think again going back to fitness is personal there's all sorts of types um i'd say our members largely um probably a little older definitely they're um more uh about you know very busy how do you fit this into their life and, and, and kind of have expert help and guidance, um, as opposed to, um, necessarily a social experience. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, you, you don't need the high fives or dancing with Cody Rigsby, but you can, you can. It's entertaining, but I mean, you know, I'm dying to know what the, the actual numbers are on that of like, yeah, I remember when like everyone was like really excited about their shout outs and stuff, but once you got to 3 million members, it's sort of, yeah, yeah, you also uh, only get shout outs in those classes if you are engaging in a live ride. And I would say, I don't, I don't know the percentage at like Peloton who engages in like live classes versus, okay, there you go. There you go. So we have, we have a number. Um, under 10. More, more, I'm pretty sure more than 90% of the rides are on demand. Right. Right. So, right, right. so you know, people. This, my, my whole thing when I started this was how do I fit it into my life? This has always been about time. Time is non-negotiable. doesn't matter how much money you have or what's happening. Like everyone's only got X number of hours. Um, and the easiest thing to to stop or to cut out of the schedules your fitness right yeah you know you don't pay the price for it until later and so it's really easy to be like oh, i'm not gonna do that and, and especially once you have a family you have all these things you know so um and i think we're coming back to that right the world's reopened people are out doing stuff and it's great um and it's like how do you fit fitness into it uh, yeah so it, oh it's so challenging um you kind of parlayed into this a little bit of what you just said, but um, we like to ask all of our guests how they subscribe to wellness. So what are some things that you do now that you're a, a new dad, but not just a new dad, you're a CEO and you have a family and friends. What do you do on a weekly, daily basis to be able to show up for yourself, your friends, family, for form? Uh, I see a trainer. <laughs> I, I delegate it. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I, I literally, you know, um, I just saw uh, right before this, I saw my trainer, Josh. Uh, he's great. He's based in New York. Um, You're like, I'm not I kidding. Did. I did just see my trainer. <laughs> no, no, I literally, like, I just saw him. Um, and and even today, he's like, well, what are you doing this week? Like, when do you want to see me again? And I was like, shit, I'm traveling. I got this, I got this, I got this. And he's like, I'll just program the machine for you for when you can fit it in. And that flexibility is great. And so, um I also I started walking a lot. That was like a big thing. I felt it made me feel like an old person as well. I was like, like the pandemic. I was in LA. My wife was living was still in London. I was like living by myself, and I just spent hours walking around the neighborhood, um, listening to podcasts or, or, or books on tape. Um, and I guess that makes me really old. Books on tape, uh, audio books, and um, yeah. So I think walking's great. Um, low impact steady state just general activity is fantastic um and it, and that combined with resistance training it's kind of the right the right combination i think it's sustainable and um and i'm probably a little i'm older than you so i'm not 100 into getting my ass kicked anymore um i i uh i don't want to be sore i i i'm trying to find you know to have more mobility and 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 feel younger as opposed to feeling sore and older um uh but no i i think it, having something that having anything that's sustainable uh, having having you know activity every day and having resistance training in, in my life with someone who's helping me through it um is is kind of the answer at least for me i appreciate that you know, I hope one day I won't want to be sore, but for now I like to get my ass kicked. <laughs> um, where where can our listeners learn um, more about form? Uh, website, 
great place formlife.com f-o-r-m-e uh l-a-f-e.com um our instagram this is form life um also has lots of beautiful uh pictures and content and other elements um but also the, the exciting thing on instagram you actually get to see some of of what one-to-one training looks like um it's it's a great experience i mean it really is um i i get we get messages all the time like that the best thing is almost the what you thought it was and then after you did a few sessions what, what it is and we do it we have personal training for all the employees um and it because i what i noticed one of the things when i talk about working with a coach or a trainer you saw these blank stares right it just people hadn't done it and then and we're like, all right, you guys really, everyone needs to, to give this a try um, night and day, right? They're like, oh, wait, I get this. Um, so there's a big perception of what personal training is versus what it really is, um, or what they think it is versus what it really is. And and you 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 really just have to try it. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's almost like being let in on a secret. Like once you kind of, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. This is, this is how this works. I, you know, this fits. Yeah. I love all of that. Trent, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time. My pleasure. Thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest partner, Element. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means a science-backed electrolyte ratio with none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. I've personally been using Element for nearly six months now daily, and it's not only the cleanest hydration powder in terms of function, but I love the taste, especially the citrus and watermelon flavors. Element supports a low-carb lifestyle and will boost your performance and recovery regardless of if you're a serious athlete or a weekend warrior. So head to drinkelement.com slash subscribing to wellness. That's drinklmnt.com slash subscribing to wellness for a special introductory deal on your first order. You won't regret it. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of week filled with wellness and we'll see you next time. Thank you.